Welcome to On Top of PR. We've got a great episode for you today with John Higgins from OS Studios. We're talking about esports and gaming and how to get immersed and activated in your, your brand into that space, how big it is already and how much bigger it's going to be, and what are some best tips and techniques that brands should do uh, to get the most out of that experience. This is going to be a great episode. Please share it with your friends and colleagues who would be interested in it so we can all learn more together and start preparing for what's around the corner. Welcome to On Top of PR with Jason Mudd, presented by Review Maxer. Hello, welcome to On Top of PR. I'm Jason Mudd with Axia Public Relations, your host. And today I'm joined by John Higgins with OS Studios. John heads up OS Studios, a live production and creative agency that specializes in video gaming and esports. Prior to working in video gaming, John was an award-winning creative director, recognized globally for his work in commercial televisions and live broadcasts. Welcome to the show, John. Hey, thank you for having me. It's really glad to have you here. I'm glad to be here and glad you're here to share uh, some interesting information with our audience. I want to kind of expose them a little bit to you know who you are and what you do, and more importantly, how their brands could be benefiting from getting immersed into esports and the gaming space. I think this is obviously more than a trend because it's been around so long, but I think so many brands aren't yet involved and I think you're going to be the expert guide to kind of walk them through today. So setting that high bar, yeah, John. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, tell us, tell our audience a little bit more about yourself and maybe more specifically some of the work you've done as a creative director and some of your award-winning uh, experience. Oh gosh. Okay. So a little bit about me. So without going too deep is I actually began my career in theater uh, in London. Um, and uh, I can't hear that at all. <laughs> uh, so um, <laughs> I know right, the commanding voice of it. So <laughs> I began that, and um, really, what I was doing there, I was much more of a, a producer director. Uh, I started my first company called Mayhem, of all things, and uh, it would really it produce plays, it produce um, uh, all sorts of some musicals, and um, even did some operas around Europe, and it found some great success there. Which actually, uh, that work though led me to more getting into experience. Um, corporate work, let's say, you know, brands wanting to do big, big events. Uh, and when I started doing that, that exposed me to the world of marketing and to the world of, oh, wait a minute, there can be some really big budgets here and, and things like that. And, and then it also made me question, well, the big, the big reason I, as a, I joined the industry as a sort of a creative director was to be able to share my work and to tell stories. And of course, the only downside to experiential, this is maybe 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, was you would make these shows, right? But it's really hard to then talk about them afterwards. And so really what I wanted my company to do quite early on was to really work with like in the AV medium. So what that led to is we were one of the earlier companies that did a lot of the social media work. Uh, so we'd, we'd approach events like digital first experiences and, and things like that with myself and my business partners. And uh, a long story cut short, that got us some really cool jobs where we became in effect in the UK, one of the go-to like creative teams to do gaming activations of, of all things, I know coming from theater. Um, so I then, I directed things like uh, for, for YouTube, things like Stellaris's uh, big new launch of a new series and it would be like six to eight episodes. So it was no longer just 30 second TV spots, but mm -hmm. actually let's get influencers involved. And it was like the early earlier days of experiential going into media and stuff like that. Um, and while we were doing that in London, um, getting a bit of reputation, uh, it got the it got the attention, I should say, of some people 
at the NBA, uh, probably heard of them in America, uh, especially a, a good friend of ours worked uh, at the offices in New York. And uh, his job at the time was was actually working within more of the gaming partnerships with okay. NBA. Right. And uh, at the time they were doing the NBA, what was it called? The NBA 2K Road to All-Star, I think it was called. And it, it was a $250,000 prize pool. And th again, this was some years ago where... I remember hearing there's a $250,000 prize pool for someone to play a game. Uh, and was, wow. Uh, anyway, so we ended up doing, we partnered with the NBA. We did this show. It was a broadcast in the NBA's offices. It went really well. And uh, effectively, the, the team we were working with in the UK for the NBA, then some of those guys were taken to the New York office to build the NBA 2K League. Um, and uh, they basically asked if myself and our creative team, hey, we love what you did in London. Could you do that in America? Right. Uh, and so we then got a got a footing, as it were, in New York, I got an office space, I should say. And uh, we started servicing the NBA and they were really our first client in North America. That's and a they good were, first client to start it, with, John. I, I, right. It was and it was they gave us a lot of trust. Um, shout out to Sam Asfahani, actually, the guy who was one of the people that created the league um with us who actually then became my business partner uh funny enough but uh um yeah when they were creating that league they were very much they're obviously it's the nba right they knew what they were doing when it comes to sport but they, they were on the forefront of this exploration into well what is esports to the non-endemic market um and so they they were like they did like exclusive deals with twitch i think it was I think it was the first um, sporting league to do an exclusive deal with Twitch at the time. So it was like big waves are being moved. And so we, uh, we were really their content partner. So we did a lot of their social media content, announcement, marketing hype, anything that was cool that they wanted digitally, uh, they, would, they would come to us. And uh, uh, anyway, so from there, um, we did a really good job. And um, in fact, then, as I say, my now business partner, the then head of content for the 2K League, it was like love at first sight. So we then joined forces and created OS together we saw that look at the nba look at what we did with twitch uh, and and stuff like that and we realized that actually there's a big there's a big market here and it's about to blow up like gaming's a sleeping giant so we created os and over the last two years um we we suddenly we became like one of twitch's go-to agencies nice. and also and then all these brands were coming to twitch like anheuser-busch's like bud light uh even recently TurboTax. all these big brands were coming to twitch like how do we get into gaming how do we activate and they would always send them to os which was like something i'm very proud of and then most recently, March this year, um, we were acquired. OS Studios got acquired by uh, Project Worldwide, uh, which is an awesome organization. It's a global um, collection of agencies. And uh, so now we're part of the Project family, which has sort of supercharged what we were doing. Because imagine we now have this like global uh, force behind us, supercharging all our services and exposing us to all of their brands that they represent within the project network. So it's, it's been a bit of a whirlwind, but uh, that's, that's my story, I would say, in a nutshell. But um, yeah, <laughs> not so much of a nutshell. That is a great story. And I appreciate you walking us through your entrepreneurial journey and how you got in early. And that's the key part, right? For any breakthrough disruptive industry, getting there early is where it pays the most profit and the most dividends. But uh, ultimately, John, I mean, I think that is a great way to kind of set up this conversation. So uh, one of the questions I knew we were going to explore is to help our audience understand what's the difference between gaming and esports. And you mentioned esports a couple of times. So yeah. let's just make sure we're all on the same page with that. Yeah, that's a really good point. So let's let's level set the field. OK, so the gaming industry uh, is currently worth about one hundred and seventy five billion, which is a lot. And it's 
and it's geared to go to about 325 billion within five wow, years. Okay. And yeah, it's bigger than Hollywood. It's bigger than film. It's bigger than t It's a giant. People don't realize just how big gaming is. Now, when I say gaming, though, I mean every aspect of gaming. That's everything from the, the, the things you would expect, like, oh, gaming, Fortnite, Call of Duty, the sale of those games. Mm -hmm. uh, it's also, though, it involves anything from, like, games on your phone. Like, if you're commuting to work and you're playing a game on your phone, it involves that as well. It also, within gaming, it includes esports. But when I say gaming, you really need to consider the entire gaming market. So, and especially when you look at Gen Z, 25 and under, how are they interacting? What do they do? How do they fill their time? Mm -hmm. A lot of that is gaming. Like the way they even chat is they go on to, they go to the chat function within video games to talk to one another. It's mm -hmm. like the dark social, as it were. Now, esports, that's the sector. That's part, that's a part within gaming. And right. that's the competitive, the professional competitive part of gaming. Esports right now is worth about a billion. So it makes you realize over that 175 billion industry, only a billion of it right now is esports. Um, and it's really, really important you know the difference because everyone always thinks of gaming and they always go straight to that. Oh, gaming's blowing up. Look at Team Liquid or, or you know, look at 100 Thieves. And they're doing really well. But the gaming industry is so much bigger than that. And another, I guess, a few more points actually just to sort of get your head around is, so a lot of the biggest earners in gaming aren't necessarily the best players. The best esports athletes in the world are not necessarily the biggest earners or the most famous in gaming. Uh, it's actually, it's the content creators, uh, the people that are on Twitch. You know, uh, those are the people that make a lot of money. They also, they're, they're really brands in themselves. Like mm -hmm. the way you should look at some of these top, uh, these top streamers, like the obvious ones, you've got like Ninja, you've got Shroud, Nick Merckx, you've got all these big ones, especially on, on Twitch, Dr. Doctor Disrespect on YouTube. Uh, that it's like saying, oh, I watched them. It's like, it's like saying, oh, I watched, um, let's think something on Netflix, The Queen's Gambit. They themselves are just shows. Uh, and it's incredible when you think about it because it's not, it's one person. Normally there's a little team behind them and they're just sitting in their bedroom, their basement, wherever, and they're creating this content. Mm -hmm. And it's getting similar viewership to the top shows on Netflix or HBO. Right. Um, so that's uh, when, when you look at gaming, you should really look at the content creation aspect and how all these games have become more social. And the idea is they're more favored to create content like Fortnite, the dancing, everything about that game is viral. And it, mm -hmm. and it encourages you to make your own content. And in fact, within those games, they encourage you to build your own worlds. That's why Roblox is so popular. You build your own versions of games within a gaming platform. Right. Um, so uh, yeah, that's the gaming space is massive. The esports space isn't as big, but it's still, uh, it's growing very quickly. And it has a very serious audience to the esports space. And then I guess the last factor of esports is around 70% of all revenue in esports is sponsorship, which is obviously a lot higher than traditional sports. Uh, so that's when you think PR, when you think brands, uh, that means there's a huge amount of opportunity. There's like a wealth of places you could get your brand either into esports or gaming. Um, does that help a little bit, paint a picture? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm the father of two teens and, and I see them living this lifestyle that you're describing with Twitch always open and, and making contacts and connections worldwide. You know, they're making uh, friends and, and, and uh, collaborators as well as competitors. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then uh, as the kids say, you know, and I, uh, IRL, right. And in real life, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, my, uh, my son met one of his friends through gaming who was, you know, vacationing and where we live. And so they got together and hung out, you know, 
IRL and, uh, you know, went, uh, went in the pool and went to the beach and things like that. And they had a great time together. And so, you know, it, it's so interesting and so different from when I grew up. And I assume when you grew up, John, you know, we didn't have, you know, this community uh, to, to leverage. And certainly, uh, you know, I don't want to say kids are doing it, but consumers are doing it. And that's where brands have this incredible opportunity to get immersed into it as well. And so I guess my next question to you, uh, well, first of all, I just want to comment, you know, what I heard you say really resonated with me in that I think when people think about influencers, they automatically think of Instagram and health and beauty products. But really, I sense the bigger influence is happening in this uh, esports and gaming environment like you described. And so I would encourage brands that, you know, maybe think, well, we're not really a health and beauty brand, therefore influencers aren't for us to really think way more expansive and look at how their brand can become immersed in and part of uh, that community. So. Back to you, John, where would a brand who maybe isn't doing anything today in esports or gaming, where might they get started? Um, and what are kind of some best practices to be thinking through? Yeah, it's a question we get asked daily because that's what OS does. It's like our bread and butter is yes. getting brands and navigating the gaming space. So, well, let me start with like a recent uh, just top level case study that I thought it surprises a lot of people. And that was TurboTax. So TurboTax uh, is now in gaming. And you you probably ask, well, how? Right? Like, right. how? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and we actually recently did a series of shows of TurboTax on Twitch where um, effectively uh, TurboTax is, let's look at their campaign. So they they went to Twitch and was like, we want to activate, we want to get into gaming, but we want to get onto Twitch as well, which is, and we'll talk about the Twitch ecosystem briefly in a bit, because that's more than gaming. Uh, there's more. Um, and so what they did is they created effectively a show uh, with TurboTax where they had people playing games and we don't need to go into like the runner show, the actual details, but the, the, the strategy behind it was we're going to do something entertaining on Twitch that people want to watch. Uh, and while that's going on, we're going to encourage people in the chat to ask questions about tax. Um, and, and it worked. Uh, like going through the chat and stuff like that, people would be like, hey, what do I do about this form? Hey, do I need to pay tax full stop because of, well, as you know, there's this, there's this funny gap where people from the age of 18, 19 to 25, they just, no one seems to know about taxes. It's just something that you seem to learn uh, as you get older. And so TurboTax. As, as you start earning, you start getting more of a burden. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. As you start realizing that side of tax. So I think TurboTax realized that actually there's a crucial time of within this demographic this age group where you could educate them or give them a safe space to yes. ask these dumb questions right. like i say dumb or just questions that they feel like they should know which often is the way it goes and anyway they did these series of shows and um they had tax experts on the show answering questions in the chat while we we're doing entertainment and stuff like that and it was a big success the viewership was insane it was it was like i think at one point it was it was in the tens of thousand concurrents if not the hundreds it was it was a big success. So uh, taking a step back from that in terms of for a brand, some good best practices is, first of all, really understand um, that within gaming, it's not it's not just for boys who like killing or like gaming. Like It's really about understanding, well, the demographic is within gamers, your average gamer now is like 27, 28. It's actually just above the Gen, Gen Z threshold. Um, almost half now are female in terms of gamers and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's really, well, where are people watching this? Like, If you want to get your brand for people to engage, where are people watching this? Well, the biggest, like the, the giant in the space is Twitch. Uh, so I'd say first be best practice is get on Twitch. 
Now, whether that's put your own channel up or just work with like influencers or Twitch streamers, um, that really depends on what you're trying to achieve. But uh, whatever you do is don't go and don't go, which some brands do, don't go thinking I need to go straight to esports. I need to go straight to a league or I need to go straight to in-game uh, mm -hmm. drops or activations. To begin with, just go work with one of these content creators effectively, come up with a show idea uh, or something like that with them and and just start building your brand's messaging and make sure it's as endemic as possible. Uh, don't just do a logo slap. Don't be like, uh, oh, I want to sponsor this person. Can I have my logo on your show right. it's for the whole show? It'd be much more powerful to say, I want five minutes of your show where it's going to be this unique, this original idea that we're coming up with together that we say unapologetically, this piece of entertainment is brought to you by so-and-so. Uh, and what we're about to do involves their product. Hence, like TurboTax, we literally use their product on the show. Another great example would be... I could uh, go Actually, John, John, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break and come back, and then we'll cover that and, and even more with you. You're listening to On Top of PR with your host, Jason Mudd. Jason is a trusted advisor to some of America's most admired and fastest growing brands. He is the managing partner at Axia Public Relations, a PR agency that guides news, social, and web strategies for national companies. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to On Top of PR. Thank you for uh, staying with us during that break. We do want to recognize ReviewMaxer as being our presenting sponsor of On Top of PR. And we're joined with uh, John. And John, you were just about to tell us uh, about how some brands have integrated into gaming consoles, including uh, Bud Light and perhaps KFC. John, tell us more about that. Yeah, it's actually two really uh, stroke of genius, actually, to the teams behind it. So, uh, Within the gaming space, we're talking about brands like get yourself on Twitch, don't just go straight for the big names or something like that. But another thing you can do to get a lot of earned media and something that was done really well is don't just think digitally. So um, if you look at uh, people like Bud Light, a couple of months ago, they created this, no joke, they built this customized Bud Light holder, like a cooler. Uh, mm -hmm. that had um, a, a games console built into it. So the idea was you could play your favorite games. And as well as that, though, this console kept your beers cold. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. It was awesome. How do I get one of those? <laughs> you know what? They are hot stuff. Like when that was announced, they, they didn't right. make very many of them. And it was Limited they were edition. going on eBay for thousands, as you can I imagine. I believe it, yeah. And another great one that was done uh, was, and I think this one, I don't know if they actually ended up building them. I'd have to check. But KFC uh, over in the UK, uh, they launched this the KFC console, which was the idea of, again, you'd play your game, and but it was a bucket. There was a console inside it, but also it had a chicken, a chicken fryer to heat your chicken up. <laughs> That's great. So the idea is you'd play your game, warm your KFC chicken up at the same right. time. Uh, but those, obviously, that was mass, went viral, like incredible for, for PR. But uh, it was another example of, uh, like I was saying, don't be, don't be scared to say this is our brand and we're going to give you something entertaining. Like right. We understand you want a cold beer <laughs> when you're playing a game. Let us make you the ultimate, like, experience there that you can have in your house uh, and it really lets gamers and the sort of gaming demographic know that hey do you know what that brand really gets us like that i might want to reward them and um to yeah. talk about reward quickly uh, apologies i can go on and on about this is we we once did an activation um with um I'm trying to get the name of them now. They were called Rockin' Protein. Uh, Rockin' Protein. Uh, and that is a, it's like a milkshake. It's a protein drink. And it was a, a company that was entering into 
the gaming space. With rocking protein, the idea gives you more protein that makes you better performance when it comes to gaming. And they did a collaboration uh, with someone called Voiboy, who's an incredible League of Legends player and a personality. And mm -hmm. uh, as we I've heard of him. Yeah, Voiboy. And we did this... Um, uh, we did this uh, thing with them where effectively they were like, hey, boy, boy, we want, we just want to put you with your personality inside really popular gaming moments. For example, we all know, you know, Street Fighter when they do the, oh, hey, Duken, uh, you know, and they shoot off like a bolt of lightning in Street Fighter. I think Fighter. it goes, Ayuken, Ayuken, you, can, can, can. you have to power it up. And <laughs> so we got, um, so we got Voy Boy to do that. So we got him in the green screen studio, like a Marvel style studio, and we got him just to power up and to shoot that off. Uh, we did another one with Zelda where he discovers, you know, when you have, he discovers a chest in Zelda mm -hmm. and he opens a chest, but inside it was the rocking protein. Um, like we did, a, we did a few more like, like really famous examples. Yeah. It was so fun. And, the, but the reason what I mean by reward is when they dropped on his, his Instagram, his Twitter and, and stuff like that, when you scrolled through the comments of which there were loads, people were literally saying things like, this is so good. I'm buying rocking protein. And there'd be people then showing photos of them drinking rocking protein. Nice. And because there's a real loyalty within the gaming community more than more Absolutely. than other industries yeah. like they they will reward you if you give them what they want it's impressive that um something can start becoming so mainstream and still maintain the level of loyalty that you're describing and i see that firsthand as well first of all i just think for our audience you know what other uh vodcast or podcast are you going to tune in today that's talking about fried chicken beer and gaming i mean you know this i mean i feel like we're headed into the weekend already so <laughs> it's every day at os <laughs> <laughs> that's right so if you want a job at os you send an email where <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh man yeah it's there it's good fun at us yeah absolutely okay so uh we're you know kind of uh quickly running out of time here today. So what other information did you want to impart onto uh, our audience? Uh, gosh, I mean, I, I feel like I should, if anyone out there is interested in understanding more about gaming or the gaming space, uh, esports, or to be honest with you, just digital activations with Gen Z, mm -hmm. uh, please do search OS Studios or look look me up and get in contact because of, uh, we are expand uh, OS Studios, we're growing quickly we're now part of a big formidable networks uh, that supercharged our services and uh, uh, our mission right now is just to get as many people understanding the gaming space and positioning os really as a knowledge center to help people with no obviously no commitment but i just like everyone to know that's what we're about and we'd love to work with you yeah, that sounds great, John. I really appreciate uh, all the knowledge and expertise that you shared today. I think we're going to open up some eyes into thinking bigger about this, more expansively about the opportunity. And and I would just express to our audience that you are right on point with it's not just sticking a logo somewhere, right? It's way more than that. And it, you know, putting your logo somewhere does not create that type of loyalty and user experience and immersion that you're describing, where you know, these other great examples that you shared. And by the way, uh, as, as we talked about during the break, please share some of those logos with us so that, our, I'm sorry, not logos, links to us and examples that you've described to us. We'll put them in the show notes so people can actually kind of visually see exactly what we're talking about. And I think that would be very helpful to the individuals uh, that are consuming this and they can visually kind of see what you're describing. Of course, we put those links in the show notes. And uh, John, I just want to say thank you for being here today. This was a very cool episode. And uh, I've got a lot of good content to share back with my team, our clients, as well as, uh, you know, my two teenage, uh, my teenage son and daughter who are constantly gaming. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, and I watch what they're doing and I just see the incredible potential that's there. And you're right. I mean, you know, even, uh, you know, their babysitter, uh, she's a huge gamer and she married, you know, she met her husband, uh, you know, cause they, they bonded over games. And so now they're raising kids and those kids are gaming. And so, you know, it, it's something that is not only huge today, but it's going to be bigger and bigger after, you know, with, with more, uh, immersion integration and generations to come. So John, what a great episode. Thanks for having, or thanks for being here. Not at all. I loved it. And you summed it up perfectly. Within within 10 years, it won't be a question of like if or it'll just it'll just be normal that everyone games. It'll, it'll be like social media 10 years ago. Like, hey, are you on social? You, no one asked that anymore. Well, and, and what just came to mind is, you know, when I was in college, we talked about, you know, the big screen, the small screen. Right. And then we had the and, and you know, my career, we've had the mobile screen. And, you know, so that was kind of the third screen. But now there's this whole other I don't know if you'd call it screen or screen or whatever, but we all know the home screen is going away as far as traditional television viewing goes. Right. And, uh, you know, people are watching shows on the go and on demand now and, and cutting the cord of cable. And and I think, as you mentioned, these kind of influencer type shows are you know going to be, I think, in many ways, the future. So, yeah. Yep. Well, John, sounds like we could have a whole nother episode about that. Maybe we will. Thank you so much for being here today. No worries. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. So that concludes another episode of On Top of PR. Uh, this was a very high energy, exciting episode. If you found it valuable, please share it with a colleague who you think would enjoy it too. And if you're like me, maybe even share it with your kids and tell them a little bit more, help them understand more of what you do for a living and how uh, pick their brain, bring them in as a focus group or uh, an ideation session where you could figure out how your brand might get more integrated into the esports and gaming environment. I wish you much success doing that, and I think you'll you'll be glad you did it too. Speaking of being glad, I'm glad you were here. I hope you were glad too. Uh, and uh, from here, go enjoy some uh, fried chicken, beer, and gaming. This has been on top of PR with Jason Mudd, presented by ReviewMaxer. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and check out past shows at ontopofpr.com.